0: Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of VibrantVisionaries.com. Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. In today's
1: episode, we're covering Minute 89 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Marty and Dana share a joint and an apology. What a sweet little minute this is! It's tender and it's a bummer all at the same time. But they kind of get right with each other here because you can see how maybe somebody might take shit personal from a couple minutes back.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like when I see these guys, this in this especially in this one close-up minute, we're right you know right close up into their shoulders and their heads, and uh, that they kind of look to me like. When you go to one of those parties that ends up being an all-nighter and uh, mm. kind of hanging out on the stairs outside, maybe trying to figure out like, I don't know, are you going to hook up with somebody or just go home alone or maybe you're just totally, just should I walk or get a cab, you know, just kind of that mm-hmm. end of the night, you're exhausted, but you've been having a good time and mm-hmm. yeah. just kind of gives me that that visual, the way they're kicked back on this, the the stairs and and then the the real natural way that marty's doing his thing with the pulling the joint out of his um you don't really see where it's coming from but from behind the scenes from some of the extras he talked about uh he was thinking that it would look best if he just kind of had a extra joint just kind of crammed into his jeans in you know into the pocket of his jeans mm mm-hmm. So that's what I imagine that that's what he did. Just kind of like, you know, instead of having his stash with him, you know, just having a little, a little little buddy with him in his jeans that he pulls out, and then I don't know what you call that with the um, matches where you light like two matches in the matchbook mm. and have it flipped over. But I noticed that it just. I don't know. I just, when I see these two people shoulder to shoulder, Mm -hmm. it just, it really reminds me of being that age, being Mm. in your, you know, your twenties and, and, uh, just hanging out with a buddy.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be evocative here and, and the intimacy of, of sharing a joint. Cause we haven't actually seen Dana smoke the weed. So for them to really share that. I feel like there's also there's something to be said for sharing the same intoxicant. There's a camaraderie in that because it's implicit that you're sharing an experience together and a viewpoint and a philosophy. So I don't know if you guys ever check out Comedians in Cars getting coffee, but I love that. So Maybe that'll just be my Friday recommendation. So (laughs) more about Mm. that later. So there's an episode where uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are chatting. And obviously this is several years. This is recent episodes, the last two years or so. So obviously way post Seinfeld and they're chatting. And uh, Larry David is talking about how he gave up coffee. He's kind of a health nut. And his wife was pissed that she would drink the coffee and he would drink tea. And he's like, well, what do you care? What's in my mug? You know, like it's it's hot, it's steamy. We're sharing a moment. It's no big deal, you know? And then they go back to it. Him and Jerry kind of go back to it. And, and he, Jerry's like, you know, I think your wife has something, you know, something there because there is there's an experience of coffee, you know, that's different than tea. And you're not actually sharing the same thing. Tea is a different you know emotional has a different emotional value to it coffee is different and so i feel like this is kind of like that situation where these guys are able to sit down together and marty who's so representative of, of being the visionary being the the fool and they're sharing that that last you know it it's kind of fuck it too of like you know it's the end of the world what do you want to do well we're lighting up a j because it's like right. i've i've accepted my fate I'm gonna be smooth with it. I'm accepting of it. I'm calm in the face of it, and we're gonna have this camaraderie, and we're gonna accept what this is. you know, we're just we're gonna let it go. And so I feel like there's this there there are all these really nice subtle clues that you're talking about, like not only being caked in blood together, they're side by side in the cinematography here. like they're they're almost head to head, almost the same. They almost appear to be the same size here. And so them mm-hmm. sharing together is really is all reinforcing that idea.
0: Yeah. And like you said, there's this sort of gentle ribbing and sweet little exchange between the two of them. It kind of makes me just fall in love with Marty too. Like I could definitely mm. see him being one of those guys. That I, mm. that I was like, And I never really smoked pot all that much, but I definitely dated a few, you know, guys that were big stoners Mm -hmm. and uh but i feel like he has that philosophical thing going for him plus he's you know cute you know he's a cute guy he is a cute guy he does have a cuteness to him for sure
1: yeah yeah I, i and i feel like you know smoking weed's kind of a youthful thing i think in in the in our cultural minds uh young people smoke the weed so you're a teenager you're hiding the weed in the closet so the parents don't find out. You get to college where you've got a little more freedom, or you know, you don't go to college, but you still have the freedom because you're getting out of the <laughs> house and uh you're you're smoking the ganja there with, with friends. I think there's a lot of a lot of weed culture is youth culture. So I think all of that kind of plays in here and and we know this guy. I mean, at least for for Stoner culture, we know this guy. He's smart, even though we know he's like ripped like the Lord Jesus under that bloody sweatshirt, you know, he's <laughs> putting he is playing that he isn't necessarily an, an athletic gentleman, but we know this guy. We we know who he is. And this is a, you know, sweet little moment. And I love this, like, I'm sorry I let you get attacked by
0: a werewolf and ended the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love that. Kind of putting it all in perspective, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you almost shot me, but I let you get attacked. And ended the world, you know. I made this mm-hmm. final decision, really, to yeah. say,
1: let's,
0: let's let
1: it go, right? And which is kind of funny because the the visionary said it's time to let it go, which is interesting.
0: Well, it is. It does harken back to what he said back in the trailer, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So he's consistent, and he's <laughs> up to the challenge, right? He's yeah. he's he's um walking his talk. Yep, totally. Yeah.
1: I I love how she has this like, no, you were right. You know, humanity, you know, she takes a drag of the joint. It's time to give someone else a chance. So I'm kind of curious what you think about that line.
0: Well, I think, I mean, I guess she's resolved as well and saying that where humanity has gone, that something new, you know, needs to happen, kind of just a new a birth. So I mm. guess she's thinking that something else will be birthed out of this experience. So it's mm. sort of a, a renewal ritual.
1: Mm. Wow, I like that. It is a renewal ritual. How interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're actively letting it go. Wow. That's a really positive, like... I'm like, yay, Easter! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I... You know, when I heard this I had a hard time you envisioning that of like well when you say it's time to give someone else a chance are you talking about like other human beings because I there's a part of me that you know thinks of Terminator I'm like but what of the resistance in, in implicit in this conversation is is failure of humanity you know it's not like there will there will be a resistance and we will rise and we will we will take back the earth there's none of that it's like we are resigned the shit's done <laughs> Something else is coming through. Kind of like how we used to have a, there was a whole planet of giant lizards, giant crazy ass lizards, and they're not here anymore. And and now I guess their they're, they're dead goop is powering our vehicles, which is really weird. So I just, I, I wonder, you know, I wonder what would replace us. You know, I don't know if we even have a frame of reference of what would replace humanity. Because we got to go sometime. And on the rock, we can't always stay here because the sun will die out and we'll just be screwed. But we got to have something something's got to come up and that's a whole other ball of wax but it's it's interesting to think about what could replace us
0: yeah i think yeah i guess i just imagined that that um there would be growth of something and it could be it could go you know molecular and be a whole new species or a mm-hmm. whole new set of beings and uh yeah and she's willing and ready to to let that happen, to let somebody new take a whack at it. Yeah, totally. So that's kind of how we leave it. Did you have some uh, some little goodies that you wanted to bring up regarding our Dana here? I did.
1: Uh, going back to a discussion about uh, this interview, and I'll post this interview up so you guys can can check it out. So this there was an interviewer who was talking to her about uh, the audition. So. They he starts out. So it's, it's contextual because they're, they're talking about some other stuff. But it starts out saying even crazier than than that was your audition in which Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard had you pretend that you were being chased by a pterodactyl, a scene that was never in the movie to begin with. Did that let you know that the cabin in the woods was going to be a very unique experience? And her comment was, well, I knew that it wasn't going to be your typical horror movie as soon as I saw that Joss and Drew were attached to it. But it's hard to know what something is until you read a script. And in this case, I didn't have anything to read except for those crazy scenes. Once we all got the job and compared what our scenes had been, they were all insane. And we all agreed that Joss and Drew wrote those scenes just to fuck with us. And she laughs. They were ridiculous. There was one with a hot tub attacking Anna Hutchison. My scene was with a pterodactyl. And then there was some kind of homoerotic locker room scene, I think, with Holden, Jesse's character, and Kurt, Chris Hemsworth's character. No. I don't know what they were looking for exactly with that. <laughs> My. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was Kristen Connolly talking
0: about her audition experience. Oh, cool. That's a fun little tidbit. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, I found a little something funny that I I found funny, which was um, actually posted before the movie even came out. Mm. In fact, a couple of years before it came out. And uh, it was from VancouverFilm.net. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it's just a little uh, something from Drew. It says, Goddard starts mordecai in vancouver so mordecai was like their working title for cabin mm-hmm. in the woods It says uh mordecai is co-written by goddard and producer joss whedon and uh here's a f- couple things that that goddard says he says it's genius it's funny it's got a harder and darker edge but it's also got classic whedon qualities it'll rip your heart out and be heartfelt at the same time it's its own subgenre, the cabin in the woods. And this is sort of our take on it, fresh and new. And then it kind of talks about the, the class, the, the cast and such. And then it says cast includes Richard burn after reading Jenkins and Bradley, <laughs> the West wing Whitford. <laughs> and then Goddard says it's, it's really just your basic typecasting. When you need two actors to run through the woods in low-cut 90s, you immediately think of <laughs> Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, super good, super super good. So, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about this minute. How about you? Yeah, I'm that's, that's what I got. What a guy's what I got. Cool. So yeah, at the, you know, at the top of this episode, I mentioned Vibrant Visionaries. Again, that's my new podcast. So I'm hoping y'all might follow me over there and check out um, who I'm talking with and what we're talking about. We'll definitely uh, talk with fellow creative weirdos. And I'd Mm -hmm. love to, I'd love to have you on Molly. Would you be into it? Oh, my God. Yes, of course. Yes, I would be honored. Cool. So yeah, I'll be posting that up on VibrantVisionaries.com. And for some crazy reason, I don't have that up yet. You can always go to HeidiBennett.com. And uh, there you can also find under the podcast tab, you can find, of course, Spinal Tap Minute and Cabin Minute Cast, but also some of the other podcasts I've guested on either uh, Movies by Minutes podcasts, and also some of the other more um like creativity and compassion related podcasts mm-hmm. that I've got on too. Cool.
1: Yeah, that is exciting.
0: Yay! Yay. Good stuff, good stuff. Yay. So yeah, what are you looking at for your your summer or anything else? You got anything kind of in the works that you feel like sharing yet? Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um the
1: and it kind of went on hiatus, honestly, with, with the podcast, but I have a comic that I've been working on called Booness. And so you can expect to see more from Booness and that'll be on LittleRedmark.com. Uh The other thing that I'm really excited about is uh, I had a t-shirt company that I kind of started about 10 years ago and just in, in my own, kind of fumbling with it i I didn't get it off the ground in the way i really wanted to but it's been something that i've really really wanted to do and so i'm i'm going to be launching fairly shortly cool specifically uh my art on t-shirts so um that should be should be up so if you're if you're interested in that you should come check it out and um uh, I will post up more information when I have it, but right now it's it's in development. So that's what I'm going to be up to. That sounds fan-freaking-tastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy
1: about it. It's going to be good.
0: Sweet. Well, shall we wrap up uh, this Wednesday episode?
1: Yes, let's do it. So... Thank you guys for showing up on this Wednesday and we are within striking distance of being, being all done, 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 but, uh, we're not quite done yet. So we will see you back at the cabin.